What's up, y'all? We here. Another week of Tech File. This episode is going to be pretty NBA heavy. We're going to talk about pretty much all NBA and then some WWE backlash news because Bad Bunny is the biggest superstar in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into the show. Technical file of the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy T I M K I N Z, the number three, aka Ass Catch Him, aka Mr. Give It To Me. I try to get that up if you turn me down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Air J. Only known as the Air J. And I'm Camille Parker, the crew of the Real Life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy K. Harris, the gentleman. The, the gentleman. gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24-7. But better known as K. Diddy. Take that. Take that. All right. Oh, all right now. All right then now. What up, Drew? And what up, Drew? Drew in the comments hey. early. He here when it starts. He got on? my notifications What's on. going on? Shout out to you, brother. And as a reminder, while, you know, we shouting out Drew, y'all can get a shout out too. Like, mm-hmm. make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Turn on the notification bell so you can get notified when we go live. And as you can see on this particular day, we are even here before the 6.45-ish time <laughs> hey. that I normally say we don't try to be here by. So, we here. We we early. We, we, we ready to go. Mm-hmm. Eric, we got a sport fact of the week. Uh, I just opened up to a random page. Uh, it looks like it's sailing, but I'm not at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so sailing. Um... Competitor profile. No, let's start with need to know. Uh, there are nine Olympic class boats selected for the 2008 Games. There are three men only Olympic classes, laser, 470, and star. Three women only classes, laser, radio, 470, and... It's like a different language. It, it, the the word I got stuck on is a different language. <laughs> ah. <laughs> See, I, I'm already knowing. L-I-N-G, L-I-N-G. I'm feeling. Y- you, you said Y N G L I N G. Y N G L I N G. What a, ain't no ain't no vowel in between that Y and the N. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, typo, maybe nah. maybe the Y is silent. Like the D. I'm stumped. <laughs> but anyway, that word um, and three mixed classes: Finn, 49er, and Tornado. 49. The fastest Olympic tornado. class is the multi-hole Tornado. Um, 1851 is the year in which the Yacht America challenged the English boats to race around the Isle of Wight. Mm. That sounds like some... I was just for the say. <laughs> the Isle of Wight in England uh, <laughs> for trouble. That sounds like the most mayonnaise place on the... You already know. Uh, for a trophy that has become known, since become known as the America's Cup, 67 is the age of the oldest competitor to date in the Bullock's Five ocean single-handed race. This is again like a different language. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Um, <laughs> Sixteen is the VHF radio channel dedicated for use of emergency at sea. So if you're ever stuck at sea, go to channel sixteen um, to request help from the coast guard or other vessels. Um, Five thousand number of sailors competing in the annual Kill Week regatta in northern Germany 
uh, which includes 2,000 boats. Fun fact about me, I've actually been to Kiel, Germany before. Oh, oh that's what's yeah. up. How'd you like it? Uh, it was also the most mayonnaise place on earth. <laughs> I can imagine. A lot of sausage. But it was cool. It was fine. You said a lot of words there trying to teach us about <laughs> sailing. I, I don't remember. Shit a lot of it just went on my head. Like, that's, that was, that's... Very, it sounded very interesting. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, I just open up to a random page every week. Uh, um, so they can't all be winners. Hey. <laughs> Sly's at Eddie Murphy head nod. But Sly's also in the comments. Shout out to Sly. Hey, you shout out, brother. Too. Shout out to you, brother. All right. Let's see. What else? Do we have any other business before we need to get into the show? Yeah, real quick. Sly, sound out uh, your first uh, alias. Is it Mamaru? Or, like, you know, put he it in there. Out. Yeah, like, you know, he can type it out. <laughs> he can type it out so we can sound it out. And then as he's sounding it out out loud in real life, he's going to type it on the computer. You want me to call him? No, him he, no, he ain't. Oh, you know what? Hey, Sly, we're going to call you real quick. <laughs> Go and tell us what your name is, bro. This, this man here. Sly, just send a voice memo when you get a chance, man. fam. We ain't got to call you. Slander Tim at the while you do it to her. Right. Don't do it, bro. I love you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the game. Mamaru. Mamaru. Yeah. There you go. Mamaru. That's what I say. So y'all do all Mamaru. There you go. There you go. Now you know the alias. All right. Do we want to do the game that needs a name this week or do we want to get into it? I think it's harder with Eric over there. That's fair. Yeah, we can get to it. I'm like right on time, I think. Uh Mm -hmm. Well, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Dude, go ahead and cue us up so we can go ahead and uh, start start play. Uh Man, sometimes the ref don't want us to get into the game. Man, last week that ref was loud as heck, bro. He had a bullhorn. My man was working out and shit. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. excited. He went the bullhorn. Yeah, while, while the referee is getting his win together. Y'all scissoring over there? That's oh, it. Hey. But we go, we go to him. That's my brother. So, you know, we got this scissoring me, brother. We all here scissoring me. Y'all gonna catch a couple of these snip snips. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta keep them scissors on there. <laughs> Thank God for that whistle at that time. That's why he's been going, oh shit. About to get real flagrant. Hey, dude just blew the whistle on y'all. These niggas Okay. Ken, I want you to pick to one of these songs for us, for the background music this week. Just pick, right, where just, we at? just point oh. to one. And by the way, the Scissor Me Bro, uh, what do you call these little hand things I'm here? Keep my hand As you can see on the YouTube. Phone fingers. Phone Phone fingers. fingers. Yes, we're uh, courtesy of. So we're going to do number one. Yeah. Of uh, the mayor, my husband. He went to the AEW show. He didn't Shout bring out, he brother. didn't bring me anything back. Hey, from the but show. he bought his brother some back. Here they go. They gonna be scissoring me, bro, all episode now. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all gotta y'all gotta join right. our only tech for only fans. <laughs> <laughs> see every scissor you wanna see. Unlimited scissoring. First month free. <laughs> right. First thirty days free. Twenty nine ninety nine after that. Twenty nine. Hey, it costs for these scissors. What you talking about? Some, some scissors. Right. <laughs> hey, we got them, them them nice upgraded joints. You get them from Staples and shit. Uh-huh. You had to go down the aisle to find these. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so as I mentioned before, we started the show off. It's going to be very NBA heavy this week, and on the uh, the agenda here. First up, of course, is the NBA playoffs. 
playoffs. And as we recap the second round happenings that have been going on, I do have a question for you, fellas. I just wanted real quick, which series <clears throat> has been the most entertaining to you so far of the four matchups in the second round? Yeah, easy for me. Lakers, Warriors? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ken? To Kirk, be fair, Kirk? it has been, though. Like, Especially I'm going to Even though Lakers, uh, I'm, I've enjoyed that series. I'm surprised with the Phoenix one, but everyone, all the other ones have been good. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Sixers one has been that, nice. That's the one mm-hmm. that surprised me because I did not think Philly Boston would be this entertaining, but it's mm-hmm. been the most entertaining one to me so far. Especially with the storylines of Jimmy and Jimmy Harden or James Harden, which one gonna show up? So, <laughs> Eric, what about you? Um, I usually take like a round off, like in my Bucks morning, so I haven't really been paying attention. But like now, I'm starting to check back in a little bit. What Devin Booker and Nikola Jokic are doing in that series. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a series I could not care less about mm-hmm. going into round two. And, like, their performances have single-handedly, like, raised my entry with that series. I feel it. Mark's in the comments. He said Lakers-Warriors has been his favorite so far. If y'all in the comments, let us know which series has been most entertaining to you as well. Since Mark- I, keep falling, I keep falling asleep on that series. Like, not because it's boring, but just because, like, you know, the late tip. I, Ken, I don't know how you do it, but Pam. Hey, I do it, dude. Every year. I've been doing it all season. Damn game started at 10 o'clock like, at night. It gets a halftime, and, like, that's the lull in the action. Uh, I'll be going to work tired of shit. That's Because <laughs> now in the playoffs, I feel like I got to stay up, especially last night. Because I'm like, yo, we started cooking in the fourth. I would have fell asleep. I would have missed it. So, yeah. It was we. It's just lying. I have, I have watched... Uh, <laughs> I have watched the Lakers, Warriors, and Nuggets Suns the day after for the most part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank God for League Pass because I just be like, I'm not gonna be able to, I'm not gonna be able to make it. <laughs> I will watch this game tomorrow. So we'll mark in the comments seconding Lakers, Warriors. Let's start there. <clears throat> Currently, the Lakers lead the Warriors three one in this series. Mm-hmm. While we were making our predictions, Tim, Eric, and Ken all went Lakers, and I yeah. went Warriors. At this point, I'm hoping that that little corgi dog is right. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have seen that video. It's a little corgi that predicts how serious they're going to go. And he has two little baskets in front of him. One had the Lakers logo. One had the Warriors and hitting the ball. Game one, he had the Lakers winning. Game two, he had the Warriors winning. Game three, he had the Lakers. Game four, he had the Lakers. Then he had Warriors, Warriors, Warriors to win the series. That goddamn dog don't know what fucking talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. He don't know what the hell he's talking about. He's just hitting shit, bro. He, he, ain't, like, he, he don't know what the hell he's just playing a game. <laughs> goddamn. Go take a nap, nigga. What the fuck you out here doing? Predicting shit. Nostradamus. Get the fuck up. Nostradamus. <laughs> Get up out of here, man. <laughs> but it surprised me, like, the. The Lakers supporting cast has been so strong. It's like every game someone else is stepping up. And when it comes to the Warriors, it's been Steph Curry as a constant. Mm-hmm. But you never know who else. But it hasn't been too many other, you know, except for game two when they actually won. You see Klay Thompson going off, whatever. Jordan Poole mm-hmm. has been non-existent. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. a big blow to them because he was such a key part of what they did last year. Mm-hmm. I'm with Slack. Hey, that's the GOAT, bro. Sly said, "Only dog." I said, <laughs> the goat. Uh, what old boy do? The goat. Everybody, the goat. That's funny. No, you came. You came right on time, bro. Yep, we just started, Mark. Only thing you miss is our scissors. And here's a replay. Ah! Ah, scissor paper. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Scissor Me. <laughs> Y'all are wild. Where'd the candle go? So I make sure it ain't okay. It's a fiery scissors. Right, we're trying to burn the studio down. But 
No, the Lakers at this point have a commanding lead over the Warriors. Do y'all think the Warriors can extend this series past game five? Or is it over? I had Lakers in six. So I'll go with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm confident with Lakers in six. Eric, how do you feel about it? Yeah, Lakers in six. Okay. Feels good. I'm going to let you just float. This your your team, this your Um, series. How you feeling? Hey, man, shout out to Lonnie. Um, he hasn't He's been non-existent The entire playoffs But when we needed to be showed up um, So definitely Shout out to him um, LeBron Just keep doing What you're doing bro And coach Pacing getting old bro I It's fine That's cool dog. That is fine Just keep doing What you're doing AD I need a little more Production <laughs> But it's alright Hey he's been doing His thing to That's what like, I'm saying That's why I, I can't compl- And I know defense. And I know he's tired So but shout out to Eric, Shout out to the supporting cast Like Camille said man Like that's literally the reason why we up 3-1. Mm-hmm. It's not even because of AD or LeBron. It's because of our supporting cast. So, shout out. So, uh, Tim has pulled up a TikTok that I've seen before. And <clears throat> I saw this after I made my prediction. And it was showing mm-hmm. how LeBron has always played the Warriors very well. Like They're like, he's one of the few defensive players who understands their scheme so well mm-hmm. that he's able to direct everyone to get to where they need to get before the player actually <laughs> arrives. Oh, okay. And they were showing clips from the four, was it four finals matchups now that they had? Three. Yeah. Three. This one was four. from the last play four. of last night. Okay. Was it yeah, last night? Yeah, because he won one. That was last night. Okay. Yeah, this one was from the last, but this, it just goes back to what I've been saying about the nigga. He ain't mm-hmm. going to guard you, but he going to tell everybody else where to go. Man. He's a quarterback. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a safety. Literally the whole time he was just, hey, hey, but had he not, hey. But had he not done that, <laughs> it would have been an easy one. He just went words. to where he pointed but at no, AD. But he was where he's supposed to be at. He's telling them where they need to also be. Mm-hmm. He's doing two things at once. He's looking at where, what he got and he's also directing them because he understands how free-flowing that Warriors offense is. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's part of his genius. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen his that. His intelligence. The Kang. Yeah, he it was actually pretty impressive though. Like it, I saved that clip cuz one I was like I always say that the motherfucker ain't gonna guard you but he going to tell you where to go. <laughs> but two, that mm-hmm. was pretty impressive the fact that he was able to really just Predicted like low key, like him sending eighty to the corner, and that pass came right to him. And I'm not gonna lie, like I said it before the series started, that I was nervous about this series just because of how hot like Steph Curry can get and how Mm -hmm. hot he did get to get to this point. Um, But it came down to like we our defense like really has been stepping up. Shout out to Darvin Ham um, for sure, and I'm I'm excited. Like this, we we our role players scrappy. Any given night, somebody stepping up. D'Lo has been stepping up in the playoffs and everything he had, he had like a game. that. He had a yeah, game. that's what I'm saying. So he stepped up. So it's just like he didn't, I'm excited. He didn't show up in Game Four, but he didn't need to because Lonnie showed up. Yeah. like it's always. He wasn't somebody. expecting Lonnie. No, like, he, I, he didn't do I, shit I, all I was game. just talking to some, <laughs> no, he, he during the season. Rotation. He was in our rotation heavy, mm-hmm. but when it came to the playoffs, he was. He, we didn't put him in at all. Bro, every time he went to go shoot, he looked like he was anxious as shit because right? he been on he been on the bench. What's interesting. Yeah, yeah. what's interesting too is the fact that Darvin Ham was talking about it. He's like, Lonnie Walker didn't follow the rotation because of any fault of his own. Like, mm-hmm. we made some trades and we put some other dudes in front of him and he just yeah. had to stay ready. So, like, when you see him after the game and he's like on the ground collapsed, like, I can't believe he, <laughs> <laughs> I helped win this game. One, I was like, mm, you, it's game four. Like, you got another one to win, Lonnie. But yeah, that's a big one. But yeah, at the same but time, big, it was one. like, I understand all that coming out of you when you've been mm-hmm. out of the rotation, but you've stayed ready. You've been a good mm-hmm. teammate. You've been professional. And when you get your chance, you go out there and you produce. Yeah. As he got the, bad respect for that. As 15 for the Warriors. in the fourth. Yeah. As for the Warriors, though. Mm-hmm. Well, before we go on to the Warriors, I do want to just say, like, that 
you know, people focus so much on X's and O's and rotations and who's playing what minutes and whatnot. But like, that's a mark of good coaching is to keep your players engaged yep. even when they fall out of rotate uh, of a rotation or not getting the play time that they want. Mm-hmm. Like if you you know what buttons to push and you know how to keep them engaged so that they're ready when you're ready to push their button, like that's that's a mark of good coaching. Like I'm not saying like he's you know like he's Perfect. some revelation, but like that the fact that this team even when they were playing poorly didn't fracture mm-hmm. and they made those trades and like they still were like a together ass team um again that, that speaks to the culture one of lebron but then also of darvin ham because the last couple of years they've kind of you know Fall gone apart. their separate ways <laughs> mm-hmm. at various points when things got hard so i do want to shout that part out Absolutely. that's a fact speaking of trades uh you know your boys they said they want that ring who? Pat Bev and Russ. That's I mean, yeah, they should. Yeah, that was on the squad. Why would they, they want that? That was Mark, on the squad. Marcus Cousin got one. Uh, you know, he in smell of court. <laughs> at least, at least uh, never mind. We're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but the point here that I'm trying to make in comparing how good the Lakers have been, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Kerr don't trust nobody at this point no more. <laughs> like, it's, it's Steph, it's Clay. It's Dre and it's mm-hmm. Wiggins. Those are the four where he like, I can rock with y'all. Yeah, but everybody else, I don't know. He's like, ah, I don't know what to do. And Dante then, been all right all series. But Dante won't, he didn't play in like the second half. He played mm. a couple minutes. Damn. Like, like, it's crazy. In the fourth quarter, those four I just named played the entire fourth quarter. And then it was Moses Moody. Moody Moses. Moody. But then again, I don't want, I don't. Of course, I'm excited and I'm happy about us being up 3-1, but it is not sweet. No, because we're still playing the Warriors. Steph Curry, they can still, if any team could come back and do it, it would be the Warriors. So that's why I'm not for to try to, you know, oh, let's say, you know, pop champagne and all that <laughs> shit yet. Um, so we still got work to do. Wouldn't it be really? Oh, what you? Yes, ironic. I'll be, I'll, cry, after, I'll be over here in, in literal tears. If after all the hubbub of <laughs> LeBron coming back from being down 3-1, yeah. if the Warriors pulled that same rabbit out the hat. Didn't he, was that LeBron or was that a fan that texted like, good luck, the Warriors? What you mean? I seen something on the internet. It could have been a fan, but uh, to speak into what you were saying, with being down 3-1, I thought I I don't know if it was LeBron or if it was a fan or I'm something like guess that. Guess it was a fan. I seen it on Twitter. I, I was half asleep, <laughs> but I did see the uh, picture with LeBron on him. Like, hey, three one, good luck. No, that definitely I was definitely not LeBron. Fan, yeah, I was definitely yeah. not because if you saw LeBron in his post conference, he was like, you you can't rest against this team. Like it's not yeah. over. Like we got to stay up. So that was definitely yeah. not LeBron. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, either way, we have like Please the poetic ending of the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, the Warriors coming back from a 3-1 deficit to beat LeBron, or um, the Warriors lose their first Western Conference playoff series since 2014. Mm. I just want to tip my hat. Gentleman sweep. Mm. That's all I want to do. Well, if that's the case, then it ain't going to go six. It's yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Now nah, I'm thinking about let's, 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 let's get this shit over with. Are y'all at home? No, next game's in... Uh, We've did it before. San Fran. I forgot where they moved the arena to. Yeah, San Fran. I was like, they in Oakland. We won. It's no problem. Okay. All right. Don't get. I literally just said. I'm not. Yeah, but then now you got predicting yourself talking about. (laughs) No, I'm saying we did it before. Everybody know that shit. Uh, (laughs) Just to put a bow on the the coaching point, like the stability and the the culture that I praise Darvin Ham for, 
like you can kind of see to y'all point that Steve Kerr is he's he flailing about a little bit like he keeps changing the starting lineup he changes some plays uh he can't find the right connections like Looney was the MVP damn near of the first round series and like now he don't trust him anymore so it's mm-hmm. it's, it's just I don't know like I'm not knocking it necessarily but I haven't been overly impressed with Steve Kerr's performance this series I guess mm-hmm. okay. that's fair uh and when you look at his options here uh Jordan Poole coming into the game who was again a major contributor last year turnover turnover miss shot miss shot miss shot <laughs> it's like I'm pulling them it's like he he only has so many options right now uh that he can do because if they do put Looney out there who is a good player it just messes the spacing up so much the, the it's to the Lakers advantage so it's kind of like I don't know what his next chess move can be we've seen him change the lineup three times in this series already mm-hmm. and he still hasn't been able to find something that really feels like it works so and I feel like that's been like the kind of rabbit that he pulled out of his hat numerous times before where it's like something ain't working I do a one small tweak to the starting mm-hmm. lineup and that just unlocks everything like I think it was um I don't remember what year it was maybe 2015 against Memphis like they realized they didn't have to guard Tony Allen so like they just left him wide open like that was like the one tweak that they needed to make and then they just like swept him the rest of the time mm-hmm. against the Cavs in the final like they started was it Iggy or yep. Livingston one of them they started one of them um when they downsized their starting lineup and again like that unlocked everything they went on to sweep the rest of the series so it's like i understand like leaning on past performance like okay we just got one tweak and we can go mm-hmm. but this time it did you know it didn't quite it ain't earl like the way that he's used to it yeah and so now from like game to game he's trying to find that magic bullet and then it, it ain't in the chamber yeah the difference now is that this core that he was leaning on so heavily is older now mm-hmm. clay ain't the same clay he was in 2015 and that's no disrespect to clay y'all know yeah. i love me some clay thompson mm-hmm. But it's not the same core. No, like this core is older, and the supporting characters are not as good. What's the point of the scissor now? They just had to do it. Just had to, I just had to get it off. Okay. Speaking of get off. <laughs> Any other thoughts on lawyer or lawyers? Lakers, Warriors. I was combining the two together. No. Good luck. All right. <laughs> Let's head to 76ers and the Celtics. That series is tied at 2-2. Going into this one, Eric and Tim had the 76ers. Myself and Ken had the Celtics. And mm-hmm. with the cast being split on the outcome of this series, we four games in, everything's all tied up. Mm-hmm. That means it is a best of three series from here on out. Yeah, How are y'all? Philly is up at 12. Right now? Right now, okay. Yep. How are y'all feeling about your picks? Make that 14. <laughs> Let me uh, explain why I picked the Sixers. Okay. I was trying to make it quick. Um, speaking of TikToks, there was a guy that was kind of going through the last, I want to say, 10 or 12 years of NBA champions. Mm-hmm. And he was going through like each statistical category about each champion, how certain teams have certain, they all kind of had a certain thing. They had cer- shot over a certain three-point percentage. They were a certain rank in defense. They were certain, they had a certain player that averaged a certain amount of points. It was a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of laying it out. So I seen it before the playoffs started. And I didn't want to believe it because he eliminated Milwaukee right away. <laughs> I was like, boy, ain't no way. But long story short, at the end of it, he had the 76ers beating Denver for the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. And based on how he laid it all out, like I said, I think it was like top five or top ten in defensive rating, but you also top five in three-point percentage, top five in three-pointers made, shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. the Sixers, 
based off of the, looking at that TikTok and just kind of watching the games, they're really falling into what he's been, what he kind of broke down, and it kind of made me like, oh, you know what? They might actually do this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have no <clears throat> issue with y'all beating Golden State, but I really do think that y'all don't have nothing for Denver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, and the same way, like, I think that 76ers can pull this out against Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't think Miami has anything for the Heat. I mean, not the Heat, the 76ers. <laughs> like, I feel like the 76ers got more than enough to throw at Jimmy and Bam to mm-hmm. really give them issues and fits mm-hmm. while also having Joel dominate and Harden dominate. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I got my faith in Philly, even though I want the Miami to win because they beat us. But okay. just being completely honest and true to what I'm, I'm thinking about looking at is it seems like Philly, regardless of which Harden shows up, <laughs> but if they have the gym, if Jimmy don't show up often, mm-hmm. once or twice a series, and they have James, mm-hmm. it's not a problem. I don't see it. So as of right now, I'm sorry, is James cooking or is it Jimmy tonight? Uh, he got 10 points, four for four from the field. Who's that, James? Sound like James. James. James is here tonight. <laughs> Sounds like James. James Harden has 10 points, four rebounds, and three assists with 10, 28 left in the second to play. Oh, yeah. Okay. Couple and if you look at I was like, why is Boston losing? Jason Tatum is 0 for 6 from the field. Okay. He's going to heat up, though. Maybe. Is he? Maybe. I think he'll heat up. Maybe. He's going to heat up the second half. Probably the third quarter, and then that's he'll he'll keep it there. But Jalen go have the other Jalen go have to show up. Jalen go have Jaylen, to show up. Jalen is yeah. showing up right now. He's the leading scorer for the team right now. And like I understand that Jason Tatum is at the top of their scouting report, so he gets the most attention from the opposing team. But I forgot who it was on ESPN, but they laid out like he Jalen Brown has definitely been the more consistent yep. offensive presence for Boston the last two postseasons. And I honestly don't think it's been particularly close. Um, and yet, like they need they need Tatum to play better. I think that um, who did I pick? I pick you pick Boston. Philly. I pick Philly. Yes. Oh, because I was hating last week. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> like this is a series where I want both of them to lose. So whoever's winning at the time, like that's who I want to lose the game. Uh, it's weird. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I don't have any analysis for my pick aside from I was just hating. Um, but now, <laughs> watching these series, like it is so much like game again. It, mm-hmm. It's reductive, but it feels like Boston gets in their own way a they lot. More, like it depends on which Boston shows up. Like mm-hmm. if it's Boston that isn't sloppy with the ball that isn't taking like settling for jump shots that's actually moving the ball and getting into the paint like mm-hmm. that Boston will run away damn near with the title honestly mm-hmm. but too often like the Boston that shows up is like Marcus Smart being like I got this <laughs> and Jason Tate yeah. being like I don't got this um, and like they have so much talent and so much depth that it is it's just it's mind boggling to me sometimes like the way they just kind of like all apart for stretches stretches in games um and like i haven't been overly impressed with joel and b like honestly this entire playoffs but definitely this series i mean i know he's hurt but like it's not like philly's going out and just like kicking their ass it's just Mm -mm. boston just keeps getting in their own way and losing these games that they have no business losing yeah uh part of why i came in the series thinking boston 
was looking at the work that they had over the regular season. And then it's also influenced a bit by the playoff series that we had against them last year. Like, I know what this Boston team can do when they are firing on all cylinders. It's just like what Eric was saying. It's something about them where the pieces just don't seem to gel for a moment of time. And then mm-hmm. I saw their coach, Joe Mazzula, come out and say something that was very buddish. If you're a Bucks fan, he says they don't really have that many plays. It's a random offense. They have mm-hmm. a couple of set things they do, and everything else kind of flows and branches off of that. So for the offense to be effective, everybody has to be locked in, and they have to continue to move the ball because mm-hmm. it's random. They don't they don't have that many plays. Like They are trusting on the fact for, for Jalen and for Jason to drive either be able to get that bucket or you kick it and then you continue to move the ball around mm-hmm. I don't know this Boston team uh, we saw some cracks in in, in the, the armor towards in the regular season when things just weren't going like they started the season off really hot then they kind of fell off a little bit mm-hmm. and then they came into playoffs and it's like okay here, here they come here comes Boston but against Philly Phillies we thought it would be a heavyweight fight and mm-hmm. it's, it's proven to be that so I don't I didn't really feel I'll put it like this. I was underestimating Philly. Okay. Because I was thinking about Jimmy Harden <laughs> popping up. I was thinking about Joel Embiid being injured. I was thinking about Doc Rivers being their head coach. Yeah. And I looked at Boston and I'm like, well, these dudes, they've been here before. Like Jalen or Jalen and Jason, every season they've been in the league, they they in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. they are battle tested. They know what time it is. Al Horford's out here shooting lights out. Like it's Boy, just that's the catalyst. Like he's, no, he had and be in jail and yes. <laughs> yes. And then when he knocking down threes, bro, like nah, Horford, Al Horford be, been the, hooping. be the issue. He be the issue. <laughs> he be that third one to step up, be like, bro, mm-hmm. not him. <laughs> So I don't know. We'll see how it how it shakes out. But I'm not feeling as confident in Boston as I was before. So I will end this conversation here because again, both teams have won two games. Right now, Philly is up in the game five. But which team do y'all feel is winning in a more sustainable way so far? Because if you look at the two wins that Philly had, it was James Harden was a <clears throat> crucial part of that. Look at the two games that Boston won. It was a team effort. You know, they were able to put uh, ratchet it up on defense and then mm-hmm. turn it into offense. So, which way do y'all think is more sustainable to continue to win? I feel like the Boston wins. I feel like they're more capable of doing that to go ahead and end the series. Tim? I'm more confident. Um, <laughs> it's tough when James Harden's showing up right now as we speak. I know. and <laughs> I mean, you still got Maxie and... Mm-hmm. And he didn't show up in, I forget, was game three they lost? Yes. Yeah. What Tobias been doing? He been out there. He, he been all right. I'm about to say, he actually had, he has he some, been okay. He actually been, you know, he ain't been living up to his contract, but he been, he been cool. Well, he had a crucial offensive rebound in game four to help them uh, pull that one off in addition to P.J. Tucker. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Shout Phil. out to P.J. That, that man <laughs> is a goddamn leader. Like, yes, he is. Ran up on Joel. <laughs> he ran up on Joel. He called him out in the press conference, but like not even in a way like, like, you know disrespectfully it was just like i know you can do better like i've seen you be dominant before like that wasn't that wasn't what it was down the stretch like shout us out to al horford he's a great defender but like when joel and b but like, you mvp right you the mvp like when you want to be you know go get a bucket you go get a bucket like that's not it shouldn't be anything that the defense can do besides value in that instance and mm-hmm. like that's the type of fire that was missing from a certain team that got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Mm. By an AC. Uh, 
Huh? Buy an eight seat. Yeah. Um, but like that, that's like, that's the type of stuff that you need in your life. You need at least a dude that's going to be like, hey, best players, y'all need to start playing like best players. Like that's kind of what's missing from Boston mm-hmm. at times. Cause can you imagine like PJ Tucker allowing Jason Tatum to have some of these performances that he has in the playoffs, like without saying something, like he can't make him play better, but like, without at least like hopping know, on his ass, kick him in the ass a little bit, like to make sure that he shows up when his team needs it, because like that's what the whole team is built around. So like that's leadership. Like he can go out there and score zero points, but he's still yeah. going to try his ass off on on defense. He's still going to crash the boards. He's still going to be sitting in his corner waiting for a three point challenge. Get passed out to him. But like he knows exactly who he is. He knows what he's there for. He plays. Yeah. He he does his job. Mm-hmm. He, there's a reason why he's always on winning teams. Mm-hmm. Because he, he contributes to winning, mm-hmm. and those cultures appreciate what he brings to the table. <sighs> I miss PJ Tucker mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. He probably would. He'd have been Jimmy Ear. Oh, he would have. He'd have been in Jimmy Ear, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the most disappointing part. Like everybody made the misguided PJ Tucker Jay Crowder comparisons when they made the trade it's like Jay being washed or whatever he did like that's fine but like the fact that he was just kind of like he was just chilling like it felt like the entire time like there was never any like he ain't getting under anybody's skin aside from the time when he was playing Phoenix like that was the only time I saw him really be like amped up but like there was no there was no dog mm-hmm. at least that I saw you know not his personality like that's one thing about it as well because like there's the on-court thing for sure but then there's also the fact of like uh personality type like jay crowder is not pj tucker Mm -hmm. personality like pj tucker is a unique type of dude (laughs) and everybody might know somebody who's pj tucker ish (laughs) (laughs) but like and when you do know somebody who's like him it's it's like that's he is that's just a different type of dude right there but like Mm -hmm. the the idea of bringing jay in as a pj was kind of like just it's a defensive piece that we might need how deep how pj was also versatile for us defensively but it doesn't account for what you're talking about eric which is like what else the gravitas he brings into a locker room Mm -hmm. yeah like the the personality that comes along with the defense that he plays and also pj's defense was worlds better (laughs) at this big age that he is now this season than what jay crowder could give to this team even though KD was cooking him, like he was still there. At but least. Made it, that's all you can do, make it tough. And it's KD, so like you try it. So and, <laughs> and even that segue that's a good great segue actually, because what's been interesting, I think it was game three of Nuggets Suns. I forget who the commentator was, but they were like, if you could draw up a Kevin Durant defender, like a perfect ideal one, it would be Aaron Gordon. And he got torched like thereafter. Whoa. But it's like, <laughs> but again, it's hard to slow down these dudes like that because mm-hmm. it's just elite scoring. All you can do is make it difficult for him and try. You can't give him no easy buckets. It has to have to work for everything. So uh, with that transition, let's talk about the other series that's tied 2-2. <clears throat> Game five is also tonight. Nuggets and Suns. All four of us thought it was going to be Nuggets winning this series. Mm-hmm. And the NBA is not suspending Jokic for game five, but he did get fined $25,000 for pushing the, <laughs> Big Suns elbow. Own, the Suns owner when he went into the crowd to try to retrieve the basketball. He was like, fool ass. <laughs> Watch out, bro. Watch out, nigga. <laughs> Me the ball. <laughs> You're too close. 
<laughs> the NBA got control of these fans. Hey, what? <laughs> like, bro, everybody in my was like, hey, you know that was the owner, right? I don't give a fuck. Pretty much. Because <laughs> what kind of owner? Like, you know we trying to get, like, why are you holding the ball under the ball? Exactly. Let me get that. Hold on, wait a minute. No. He was holding under, like, he on the playground, the ball rolled over to him, and he like, no, this mine now. Like, no, you know where you they at. They go flop. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> he big mm-hmm. flop. Fell all in the chair. Oh, shit. Fell into that chair. My God. I'm just glad he wasn't. I'm just glad he wasn't a black player, boy. He would have been suspended. He would have been suspended. Get him out of here. That guy would have been out of here, bro. Yeah, so, can you imagine if that was Draymond? Boy, oh, Draymond. he would have been. He'd have been done for the series. They would have crucified him, yo. <laughs> for the series, bro. This is unprecedented, but so is Obo and the hey, owner. So. That would be like, the only thing he didn't do was kick him in the nuts. Might as well. <laughs> you out of here, bro. <laughs> So, Not NBA rigged. In, <laughs> in this series with Suns and Nuggets, both home teams have won their games in the series. The the Nuggets coach, Mr. Malone, he was like, nothing has happened in this series so far. Everybody's done what they're supposed to do so far. Mm-hmm. It ain't a game until the road team gets one. So, with all that being said, who get the first road win here? Because that's going to be pivotal. Like, they are in uh, Denver tonight. I think Denver pull it off. You think tonight. Denver wins game five? Yeah, mm-hmm. Denver wins tonight. Yeah. I'm going with Denver. Dude, I'm telling you, the way Joker, Joker be getting his <laughs> buckets, bro, it's just be like, huh? You get him, though. <laughs> many, pace. many buckets. At his own pace. <laughs> and the thing that's funny is before the season, we did our NBA preview show. And in our NBA preview show, we always go through who's the best point guard in the league, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about shooting guard, I was like, it's Devin Booker. And I was like, I'm not saying that because I'm like super convinced that Devin Booker. I was like, it's just, I don't know who else you can put with him. Mm-hmm. But in these playoffs, where this man is hooping, Cooking. it feels, one, I'm surprised when he misses a shot at this point. Yeah. If the Bro. Bucks would have saw this Devin Booker in the finals, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Look like Jimmy. <laughs> exactly. Look like what Jimmy just did. Exactly. <laughs> so like, I just want to just take a second to just to shout out Devin Booker because it feels like we're watching him take a superstar leap in these playoffs because that's where your legacy is built. Is what you do in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's been really cool to watch Devin Booker just have some elite shot making, especially next to Kevin Durant because you would think that you know KD gonna be the main guy, but it's still Devin's show. Yeah. I ain't even dish that motherfucker. He been throwing plenty of assists. Yeah, because they kind of use him as a decoy a little bit, mm-hmm. which is weird to say about Kevin Durant. But E, I saw you about to say something as well. Me? I said E, oh. Eric. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, it's been damn near to an un- unsustainable level. Like, he is shooting 61% from the field, Ooh. 51% from three, Ooh. averaging 30, damn near 37 points a game, five <laughs> rebounds, seven and a half assists, two steals, and a block. And that's the, like, that's the playoffs. Yes. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's in nine games in this that's playoffs. Like that's crazy. Shoot, like shoot, dog. He. Yeah, I don't know who's having a better like playoffs, him or Jimmy, and which is crazy because, like, you know, we've seen what Jimmy's done so far. If if Jimmy was still quietly, playing the Bucks, but, it would probably the answer be Jimmy. But <laughs> Devin, I think Devin got it at this point. Mm. He yeah. definitely been so, coming. Oh shit, but Joker, the motherfucker put up 24, 39, 30, and 53. No, I hear you, but go ahead and look at what Devin put up the last, uh, throughout this series. It's been, cons- and the efficiency of it is unbelievable. And again, I'm just talking about the fact that Devin Booker is the best shooting guard in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That, I'm just Fair plain enough. and clear. Fair enough. Devin Booker is the best shooting guard in the league. Mm-hmm. Devin, for this series, has done 27, 35, 47, and 36. 
on 77% shooting, 80% shooting. This is field goal percentage. 77%, 80%. That's, yeah, 47 on 80%. Two K He came bro. back down to earth with a 47% field goal percentage from the field. Creative player on 2K right now. That shit crazy. 10 to 19, 14 to 29, 20 for 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 14 to 18. Cooking. That's some wild shit, bro. So, I have two questions. Mm-hmm. Especially when you say that, because the last two games are the one that the Suns have been able to pull off. And, you know, role players do play better at home. Mm-hmm. But how confident are y'all at this point with the series being all tied up and Denver winning this series? And I also want to ask, because Chris Paul has missed the last two games. Mm-hmm. In the last two games, the Suns have happened to win. Has his injury unlocked something for the Suns? So y'all can take either question. I don't know who wants to start, but something I've been thinking about is: the, are the Suns better without Chris Paul? And is Denver? Are you still confident in Denver winning this series? I'm gonna I, look, get, get Chris Paul. I'm do I don't deal. think so. I think that they've temporarily had to make adjustments and. Coming into the series, you know, you're accounting for Chris Paul, you're accounting for Devin, you're accounting for KD, you're accounting for Aiden. Mm-hmm. With the removal of Chris Paul, sometimes typically it's a shock to what your game plan could be, like for most teams. Like when Giannis went down, we won game two. You know, you, you're game planning for Giannis, but our role players and everybody else was knocking down shots. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the kind of the same thing with Phoenix right now. Granted, Chris Paul has been gone because they lost the first game without him. And then they won the last two. Cause he, I think he was missing. He two got hurt. Four. He got hurt in the during game two. So, I think allowing Booker to kind of, he's he not playing the point guard because Cameron Payne is still the point guard. That's we got in, the ball in his hands more. But he has the ball in his hand more. He is like, okay, either you gonna shoot or you gonna dish it, and he's mm-hmm. dishing it to KD. So he gonna, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like he is hard to get these assists. Yeah. It's just him facilitating a little bit more playmaking a little bit more temporarily is fine but throughout seven games they'll eventually figure need. something out and you think they'll need Chris Paul they will need Chris Paul at some point because okay. again over seven games okay now you had three games seeing Devin Booker been moving and grooving the ball like mm-hmm. he had eight assists six nine assists and 12 assists in three of the four games mm-hmm. sure but then next game he probably one of the games he only had six mm-hmm. that game they took a L I think that was game two mm-hmm. but it's like Chris Paul still is the facilitator, still the floor general, because the person that's been absent from a lot of this shit has been Aiden. And that's who Chris Paul gets <laughs> and going. And once mm. he gets Aiden going, the mid-range goes, the alley-oops go, and then you still got KD shooting on the wing, you still got Booker out there shooting. So I feel like they do mm. need Chris Paul still. Good hey, good choice, Ken. Hey, Slice of the bar, 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 instrumental bar, bar. is fire, by yeah, the it way. Is. <laughs> it is. But no, that's, that's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. And one thing you see with the Warriors, not the Warriors, with the Suns without Chris Paul, they're playing faster. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder if when Chris Paul does return to the lineup, if they try to incorporate a more up-tempo pace at some certain points. Mm-hmm. Just telling Chris, like, hey, just wait, yeah, let's just get into bit. a little bit quicker. A little bit, Pep. Little Eric, do you have thoughts on the Chris Paul? Yeah, Chris Paul don't do that. We already know. You're going to get this pace. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that they're necessarily better, but there is a different attack. Um, like to the point I just made, like Chris Paul is definitely more methodical. Um, and having Chris Paul just naturally takes the ball out of Devin Booker's hands a lot mm-hmm. more. It takes the ball out of Kevin Durant's hands a lot more because, you know, without him, they need more. They need to take, 
they need more ball handling from the two of them. So like they're creating a lot more. And I think at this stage in his career, like Chris Paul can kind of set the table, but he's not necessarily like bending the defense like he That's used to. Um, like he's not he's not forcing the defense to make any, you know, like they're not freaking out because oh Chris Paul has the ball in his hand. We gotta make sure like we don't let him get to the rack. We don't let him get to the mid-range. Like they're like, yeah. We can, we can guard him one on one. You know, we can hedge on his uh, pick and roll as opposed to a switch, or you know, like they can do different things when it's him running a pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton as opposed to Devin Booker and uh, Kevin Durant. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. a five alarm fire. Like if you if you are a second late on whatever rotation you have behind that or whatever like the primary action is defending that pick and roll, like you're dead mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so again like it's just kind of like a different thing and it's not like you can just be like hey Chris Paul go stand in the corner when he's out there so I guess I just talked myself into maybe they <laughs> <laughs> but it's the, mo- it's the minutes when like uh, when Booker has to sit or when KD has to get a rest like you still need more you need somebody to handle the ball you need somebody to run the offense mm-hmm. so like he's He'll still start, but he's essentially the backup point guard when book the rest. At least that should be his role when he comes back. That's fair. That's fair. Ken, I know you said you wanted to hit the question about if you're still confident in Denver winning this series. Um, Yeah, I'm still confident in Denver because of the Joker. Um, We've seen that he is MVP, like back-to-back, like he's MVP um, caliber player. Um, I believe they're the healthiest team now, right, as well? They should yeah. be the healthiest team in the playoffs too, part. I think. Yeah. From yeah, from what I th- yeah, from what Outside I thought. Outside of Philly, Philly's yeah. healthy too. In LA, I guess the Lakers are pretty healthy right yeah. now. So I mean, yeah. And I feel like playoffs, healthiest team, pull it off. And right now, Denver is the healthiest team. Well, shit, Golden State's still healthy too. Isn't it? Yeah, they just. They're, oh. me- they're not mentally healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word. That's the word. Mentally healthy. No, I feel you. I I still am going to go with Denver because when I look at the way that. Phoenix has been winning these games. It's taken very big superhero efforts from KD mm-hmm. and Devin Booker to to lift this team to victory. And again, role players do tend to play better at home. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that Landry Sham is going to be sitting here knocking down threes like that when they get back to Denver. <laughs> but what Denver would need, like what would be good for them in Game Five, is if Michael Porter Jr. was like, "Hello, I'm here again, guys." Like that's someone who needs to yeah. step up for that team. But mm-hmm. uh, I like what Denver got going. So I'm gonna still rock with that Denver pick. And this series has been better than I thought it was going to be. Random question. Um, over or under on KD going bald before LeBron? Cut to the going baldy. Ooh. It's a push because neither one of them are doing it. <laughs> you don't think neither of them? I think Bron will go first. I think Bron will go first. Because Bron already had a summer where he cut it. Mm-hmm. Nah. The thing is, like, LeBron yeah, doesn't waste too much money on that hairline to bald it out. KD don't care about who his hair in, though Who's in the comments where they say KD uh, Head all doing the back the black power <laughs> That was me They they all little men with their fist balls up He said bro. give him a rest <laughs> <laughs> Lay him down bro <laughs> just Lay him down for a minute <laughs> Oh man um, I was just going to say like, if You remember all that rhetoric during the uh, regular season with all the, the MVP talk and they were saying, oh, what is Joker one? He ain't done anything in the playoffs. I just want to point out like his playoff stats versus Joel Embiid's this year uh, are not particularly close and that's not that different from how they've been historically. So, <laughs> and I know that the conversation is different because it's Joker winning his third MVP versus Embiid winning his first, first but like, 
I, that illustrates how bullshit that argument was in the moment, and it's been made to look even worse now. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, he had a fifty-three point L. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of points. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of points to get an L. And what's crazy about this? We've talked all this time about this series and have not mentioned uh, Jamal Murray, who has been phenomenal. He's been hooping too. Mm-hmm. Like Denver, I just he's back. Yeah, I like that Denver team. My only thing is that I do. Knock on wood, God, you know, willing. Lakers go to the next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Denver's scary, bro. We did. I don't know, dog. <laughs> Denver, Denver presents a different challenge than what the Like, Warriors LeBron do. would have to be on, like, for real, for real. I mean, he could guard Joker. Joker yeah. don't move like that. But he still uh, he gets his buckets. But Joker don't be moving too much to where I mean, Bron couldn't guard him. But then he'll have to. F- he got to put. The, he got to use that all that strength, all that muscle he got in them built over the year. He got to use it. But then I mean, we need AD to drop thirty a game. He gonna do it every other game. <laughs> and what you just saying about LeBron's defense? That man is not guarding anybody. No, th- yeah, that's all. I, was like, I, was like, I only, only proposed it because Joker ain't, is the only nigga on the court that ain't running around. All. Yeah, he's, right. he's truly the one that I, I get. I get but I don't want him taking action. all the energy banging, bro. Like, nah. Bro. But here's the thing: Dar- Darvin Ham did say too. Uh, LeBron is what we noticed. He's like he's saving some stuff, and like he's mm-hmm. not at this point giving all of his all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still saving some stuff he in the tank. Yeah, we got that block. He used all that energy. He used all that turbo. We were like, all right, bro. Let me hey, go ahead. Let me sit me down. Get, let me get up out of here. <laughs> tell, tell Lonnie, come on. <laughs> Bring me some ice, goddammit. Some Ben Gade. Hey, D, you coming with me? <laughs> you coming with me? Please. He's like, where's, where's Shaq at? I need the ice and hot. Oh, we need the ice and hot. Jesus. All right. The last series here is the one that, nah, it's the. <laughs> Jimmy Cooks. It's the kids' table of the, of the, <laughs> the playoffs here. That's uh, Knicks and Heat. I wanted the Knicks to win so bad. Cooking their ass. Heat lead this series 3 1. It's another series where we were all in agreement. We all had the Heat winning. Mm-hmm. And now the Heat, a play in team that lost their first game, almost lost that second game, mm-hmm. are now a game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Fourth quarter away from not Playing having to works. deal with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> just think about the butterfly effect if Max Struess just doesn't go ape shit in the fourth quarter against Chicago. Jimmy found his shot in that fourth quarter too. He did, but it was Max Struess that kept him. Yeah, in that Max Struess saved him. He was the hero, which made me be like, "Oh, the Bucks about to cook these fools." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Little did we know. Then they lost Tyler Hero, <laughs> which might have been a blessing in disguise. Then we, they lost Oladipo. He wasn't really playing. That's But that do suck for Oladipo. Yeah. I was looking again back to TikTok. <laughs> I was looking at a TikTok earlier. It was a Knicks fan kind of running through. It was one of those angry fans running through plays. Mm-hmm. Look at this shit here. Look at this here. I love Knicks fans, bro. Bro, I do too. he love was him. on Julius Randle's ass. And As for good be. reason, because the plays that he was pointing out, he was like, bro, why is this man on the court? He was. Julius Randle walked up the court, kind of just threw the ball back, trying to give it to Brunson. He do that. He Brunson came through, off. stole that shit. He didn't run back he up the court. Off. And then there was another one where his guy, he was on his guy. The guy took the ball from him. They passed the ball around at least three times. Randle still hadn't come back. He didn't make it past half court. Yeah. <laughs> he still wasn't in the picture when he was on defense. He's like, where the fuck is Randle at? Yeah, he does like, it, was, it was bad. And he was like, you can turn around, get the ball, do a step back three. 
That's his shot. He think it's I his was shot. rolling, dude. But he definitely gonna shoot that thing. He had some points. He definitely gonna shoot it. <laughs> yeah, he was leaving oh, Kevin Love wide open for three. <laughs> they still getting beat on Kevin Love. Deep passes has been weak. Like how? How at this point? Like, are you not getting back? Why you ain't charging? Why you ain't going in the paint? It's Kevin Love. You see Kevin Love in there taking the charge. I'm like, Kevin Love doesn't about to get hurt. Oh. About to hurt you and him. Just like Giannis. Yeah, he don't want no parts uh, of that. I mean, like, that's always been the rap on Randall. It's like, he, he's super moody. Like, it, he's definitely like somebody that plays with his emotion. And like, when shit ain't going well, you know that shit ain't going well. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fair. Like, if he's in his head, like, he's making bad decisions he's going greedy on offense he's not getting back on defense he's like statistical mm-hmm. on his rotation like it, that's the julius randall experience at this point um which is why jalen brunson has been so important to this team like it used to be where like they kind of went as his emotions did mm-hmm. and like now it's like okay well you have jalen brunson there to be kind of like the steadying the steady force steadying force and presence you know, like bringing in a josh hart like there, def- it definitely seems like there's a shift going on where they're building more around Brunson and his talents than like it's just you know whatever Julius Randle gives us is a bonus, but like we we go as far as Jalen takes us, mm-hmm. which I mean they're down three one, so like mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, and I, I mean like, they're both kind of hobbled too, so like I don't want to I don't want to dismiss that, but uh, yeah, I mean like Miami just played better, quite honestly, like yeah. I feel like, way too often is like if you watch any of the national halftime shows it's always oh player x on the winning team is doing well but the star on the other team has been playing like dog shit (laughs) 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 it always focuses on the negative it's like like, a team just gets beat like the other the better team wins the team that's supposed to be winning is winning it's like it don't really matter like yeah the better player you about to scissor him Get get this shit together Mm-hmm. Right in the middle of my point. Right, um, see, that's what I'm talking. <laughs> and then Ken, and Tim be sitting here freaking out when he's getting scissors. Fam. It's, the sensation. It's a lot to hand. Not the sensation. It's a lot. Ah. To <laughs> the friction. Oh boy. Okay, back to your point, anyway, please. Yeah. Uh, like sometimes it's just like the team gets beat is because like the the winning team Speaking is playing better or they're a better team. So <laughs> like we don't have to always we don't have to always focus on the negative, which is why I'm trying to like temper like my thoughts on some of these series because it, it's it's low hanging fruit to just be like, oh, this player ain't playing well. well what's the team that's winning doing? Mm-hmm. That's making the that's player making to them winning. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. And on that note, one thing I'll point out about this Heat team that they're doing against the Knicks is they're beating the Knicks at their own game. They are out-rebounding this team. They're out-hustling this team because in game four, the Heat went cold in the fourth quarter. They couldn't buy a bucket, but Mm -hmm. what they had was the effort and the energy, and they were out-rebounding the Knicks and getting second, third, fourth chances, whatever the case might be. Like This Heat team, with all the—we talked about the injuries that they're facing here— they've been adaptable and mm. they are finding different ways to win in every game and they gonna probably they gonna be in Eastern conference finals again because of that like i'm still of the impression that these niggas been playing possum all year <laughs> it's, ain't no, like they ain't changing like all they did was lose pj from last year there ain't no reason why they should have been in seven c in the first place 
Definitely should have been AC. They had the they had some injury some injury misfortune throughout the year. Everybody has the injury misfortune. I know, <laughs> but certain but some teams handle that better than other teams do. And we also know that Jimmy Butler does not give his full all in the regular season. So that's also a crucial part of it. Because if the Jimmy Butler impossible. You can say Jimmy Butler was playing possum, but the rest of that team been playing the exact same way. Also well, I mean Kyle Lowry's been better. Yeah, and he was also Duncan out Robinson for a while. Started hating shots. After Matthew we got started hitting shots like that. Anyway, and part of it is just like mean regression. Like this team doesn't shoot as poorly as they did during the regular season. We know that because like last year they shot like top five in the league. So yeah. they were due. They're due for you know like a hot shooting streak. That's a tongue twister. Um, but it just sucks they came against the Bucks and like now they're kind of tearing through the Eastern Conference mm. playoffs. Also, Eric Spoelstra is still a damn good coach. Best, yeah. Oh, yeah. best coach yeah. in the league. My That's a given. Sorry, Pop. <laughs> I mean, Pop lost his fastball a couple years ago. But right now, it's Spo to me. And we've talked about that before. Like, just Spo has been able to coach multiple iterations of this Heat team. Mm-hmm. Because coaching a team of superstars with the big three is so different than coaching the Dion Waiters Heat. Woo! Flying yeah, underwater. Flying underwater. <laughs> <laughs> and they were still a playoff team. Dion, yeah. like, to, to Jimmy Butler, he, like, he's been able to coach different iterations of this team and have them all be successful by figuring out what his roster can do well and highlighting what they do well. All them Heat teams gave us issues, too. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. Except for the, except for the year we won. <laughs> right, is that what the year we won? But other than that, they didn't put us out two times in the last three years in the first round. That bubble year and now this? Yeah. That's why I didn't want to see them niggas. <laughs> <laughs> so, question question to y'all before we move up this series. Do the Heat close out this series in five in New York? Yes. Mm. Jimmy going to talk shit like he did in Milwaukee. <laughs> he going to laugh at the, the fans. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you good. No, I was just going to say, like, Jimmy was laughing at the end of the game, too. Like, when he sat out. He did. And they almost won that game. He was laughing at the end. It's like, yeah, he, they know that they got this mm-hmm. series. Like, that, that was the point for me. I'm like, yeah, it's over. Um, and then Miami <laughs> came out and did what they did in their home games. And Them niggas just don't yeah, miss. Like, I don't think. <laughs> they just don't be missing, dog. Again, well, and I mean, then they like, missed in the fourth quarter of this last game, and they still yeah, found they a way did. to win. They went cold, cold. Like, the arena was nervous. Like, you felt everybody in Miami like. <gasps> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I said he five to begin with, so yeah, I'm still sticking with it. Ooh, if Jimmy wins in Madison Square Garden, he's talking he shit. Talking mad shit. He, he talking is. shit. Oh, Trey Young is gonna get replaced. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah, because <laughs> he gonna go up to Randall and talk shit, and he go give it to well, RJ. I mean, like, they want him to talk shit to Randall. That that F Trey Young chant though is just so much cleaner because his single syllable names. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, they was on Trey Young ass. Jimmy. They brought Spider-Man out in the Tims. <laughs> oh, he's no, out there again. Spider-Man in the Tims. I do want to hey, say, too. Where did they say the, uh, the the LeBron line? What did he, uh, the fan that was like, dang, we played on the show like two weeks ago. Something about Cleveland. Any, anything is possible. It's I'm going to do y'all like, oh, I forget what he no, said. I'm going to do y'all, do y'all just like Cleveland. And I forget what he said, but I was like, y'all are wild. I love them. I love Knicks fans, man. New York, um, New Yorkers, period, are hilarious to me. That's a fact. One of the funniest people I know is from New York. Shout out to Cartwheel and Mo. Ah. <laughs> she a trip, bro. <laughs> a trip and a half. A trip and a fall. 
Um, I trip in the fall. <laughs> I do want to take a moment to be serious real quick. I do want to just say rest in peace to Nick Gilbert. Mm-hmm. He is the son of Cleveland Cavaliers owner Dan Gilbert, and he passed away on Saturday from complications related to a genetic condition. He was 26 years old. Uh, may the bow ties live on. Mm-hmm. I saw some really beautiful tributes to him and what he meant to that team in that city, that franchise, to his family. Uh, so, of course, I just want to send love to all of those who are affected by his loss. That's tough to bury a son. That's yeah, tough. He was a good luck charm. Like, he won them, what, three lotteries? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Three yeah. or four years. So, just rest in peace to, to Nick Gilbert. Absolutely. And just kind of a segue there. I know y'all talked about it a little bit last week, uh, but I didn't get a chance to say it myself on air. Just want to also send out love to Mike Budenholzer, who lost his brother during the Miami Heat series. Mm-hmm. I do not know how that man coached after losing his brother unexpectedly in a car accident. Because let me tell you, the way I would have called in <laughs> on these dudes, like I'd have been like, listen, this, I can't do it. Y'all going to have to let Charles Lee coach or something this week because I, I just don't have the capacity to do so. And again, it, it, it speaks to the man that Bud is that he wanted to be there for his team. Mm-hmm. It speaks to the way that the franchise respected him as a man um so it makes the news of them letting him go even tougher and they had to do it they felt they had to make a change after the bucks lost as the top seeded team in the east to the eight seed miami heat as we've mentioned so it's official the bucks are in the market for a new head coach Mm. before we even get into like what that means next i just want to say shout out to bud like that is the best coach hands down hands down in the franchise's history like the level of confidence that he brought to this organization like instantly like it it wasn't even like a you know a building blocks type of situation like it went from pure chaos to professional organization Mm -hmm. wins games winning very like methodical and like thorough manner like the Bucks went from what 44 wins to 60 in one season when they hired Mike Wootenhauser Eastern Conference Final in the first year he was at the helm mm-hmm. Six, 69% winning percentage over the last five years like that level of again competence <laughs> like it's the best in the league in that span perform, yeah best in the league in that five year stretch but like that's the best stretch that the Bucks have had best five year stretch that the Bucks have had in 50 years like this isn't like what am i trying to say like i don't want people to take for granted what we've just lived through Facts. like mm-hmm. as bucks fans mm-hmm. um because like want. this this isn't normal this definitely isn't normal for us and this isn't normal <laughs> for most franchises that aren't the lakers essentially yeah uh, and the warriors i guess for the last decade like the that's the level of like regular season competency uh, I, I didn't want to use competency again, but like, yeah, that, hey, I did it for you. Don't even worry about, about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to repeat uh, yourself. Yeah, like that. That's what he brings. So like, it, whatever he does next, like, I don't want people to look at it like he oh, he doesn't do adjustments. He's stubborn. He blah 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 blah. It's like, yeah, he ain't, nobody's gonna call me for a recommendation. But if any <laughs> fan bases are out there that are considering hiring Mike Budenholzer, I say go for it because like the. It's, it's just like he's a great program builder mm-hmm. and like he instilled like daily habits in these players that got them to a level where they are year in year out perennial 
championship contenders. That's mm-hmm. a fact. That's a fact. And I think people overlook that culture aspect of it. Like, And what's interesting for, for me in particular is that we've been doing this podcast, Technical Files, since 2017. Mm-hmm. So if you started listening to this podcast when we started, we were Jason Kidd coached. Yeah, we were. Okay. We on this podcast Ugh. went through a coaching search. We talked about who we wanted and what we thought the Bucks needed and all these other things. And then we got to see this team take off. So the entire run of the best Bucks basketball I've ever seen in my life is documented on this podcast. <laughs> and in, and uh, like that's really cool. Just one, to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to check a date for something. And I'm going to go back and listen to what we said about it because it's like a, a living diary forever of how we felt about things as they happened. Yeah. And again, as a Bucks fan, who we had Jason Kidd as our head coach, Mister pushed me, yeah. knocked me over, and spilled his water so we can get extra time <laughs> out. Like, <laughs> Bud made this franchise even more respectable. Like we all saw that Giannis had something in him, but Bud helped to unlock that man with that five out offense. And I think a lot of what Bud has done well for this team gets overlooked because people focus on his warts that he does have. Like he's not a perfect coach, no. But no coach is perfect. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the good that he does do is really, really good. It's just now that the Bucks have won a championship, now what he's being judged on is can you bring us another one of these or not? Mm-hmm. So Bud is really a, I don't call him a victim, but like of his own success at this point where it's like you set this bar now. Like you came in, culture set, boom, that's one bar. Now we won. Here's another bar. And now you have to stay there. And at this point, whoever they bring in is going to have to also live up to, like, we are talking championships or you out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about his, just his coaching team. Like, the, the two big teams that pop out is Atlanta and Milwaukee. The biggest thing with both teams is at the time he had players that were, like, growing into their own. Some crazy shooters. <laughs> And one guy who's like, okay, well, that Atlanta team didn't have. They didn't that have one. a guy. That was the thing with no, Atlanta. They they had, but they had a lot of players that was kind of like, okay, I can work. You got a talent here, I can work with that. You got mm-hmm. a talent here, I can work with that. Y'all still kind of growing. Y'all not necessarily old yet, but y'all ain't young no more. But y'all kind of got an idea what y'all trying to do. Mm-hmm. Same with the Bucks team. We were younger. In this five years, we became the oldest team in the league. Mm-hmm. But you at the time, that's for that ring chase, right? But at the time, you had a bunch of 25, 26-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like we were young, but we were trying to figure out mm-hmm. what we were, who we were, and we had some guys that were figuring out what they wanted to do and the role players and things like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he's going to another franchise, another good franchise for him to would be a team kind of like I wouldn't say Orlando, but I wouldn't mind. I I don't think he'd be bad in Orlando, but I'm thinking more like a Memphis. Even though Jenkins is over there, no, but like, he ain't, Jenkins ain't going nowhere. Right, but that's, I'm saying that's, like a, a team kind of, of tree. a kind of a setup, kind of like that. Like you have some, they're not necessarily young no more. Mm-hmm. They're in that 25 to 26 to 27 range. Mm-hmm. They got a young star, but they got a bunch of guys who are slowly, slowly starting to figure themselves out. Mm-hmm. If he goes to a team like that, I feel like he can take another team like he did Atlanta, like he did Milwaukee, and kind of take them on that next that jump. I see what you're saying. Kind of, I see, I see what you're saying. And maybe one, New York. Who knows? But one thing, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Bud takes this next year off. Yeah, he should. especially after this family. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't blame. I, I loved his departing message that he sent to Bugs fans, and I love to see that they were Bugs fans finally saying thank you, Bud. Like mm-hmm. appreciating the fact that too much hate. It's been way too much hate, and I've said it on this show. I said it on Locked On Bucks, like appreciate what you're watching as you're watching it because you mm-hmm. don't know when it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And the last five years have been amazing. 
really fun as a basketball fan of the Bucks. Like the playoffs have been frustrating for sure. But we got a chip. But we won a championship. In 50. First 50 one years. in 50 years. And in my lifetime. I see Marks in the comments too <laughs> asking who are you guys wanting as coach. And I'm going to get to, I'm going to cue the guys up. Because I did some research on this, which is interesting to think about. Not the coaches, but just something I want y'all to think about when it comes to the construction of this team and the role that Bud had in it. Because the Bucks, if you're looking at the coaching market, you're like, man, the, the Milwaukee job is attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, it, they got the best player in the world, arguably with Giannis Antetokounmpo. They got Drew Holiday. They got Chris Middleton. Like, mm-hmm. But if you look at the roster, some of the pieces don't fit quite well. To Eric's point that he's been hollering about since we've had this show, they don't really have a point guard. They barely have anybody who can dribble and initiate an offense. Like, there are some pieces that don't quite fit on this roster. And they don't really have, like, a lot of switchable wings, which is something that you look for in the NBA now. Um, And people always say, Bud don't play rookies. Well, one, he didn't have many to play. (laughs) (laughs) And two, let's not discredit the work that he was able to do with some guys who we thought might not be, you know, who they turned out to be, like Pat Connaughton or a Bobby Portis where it's like these ain't young guys so to speak but like they developed here while they were in Milwaukee so Mm -hmm. like I don't know he also helped to make Brooke Lopez look like young young Brooke I don't not even young like this it's a new Brooke like this is like a he unlocked a new version of Brooke like yeah if Brooke was Pikachu (laughs) he's right you now he writes you (laughs) right but like it's it's the, the team itself like the job is going to be attractive for sure and Mark said this in the comments as well I appreciate Bud but it was time and I would agree with that because like sometimes voices get stale like it, it's yeah. you just need something different and mm-hmm. the Bucks window is only open for so much longer with Giannis at the helm here so unless you resign an extension we don't know. and we don't know so again this is a very big decision to make because if you make the wrong decision it could push Giannis out the door mm-hmm. um, yeah just one more point before we move on to like the coaching sort coaching search part of it um like i watch those all access videos that the bus put on their youtube which me are too phenomenal by the way outstanding like huh outstanding. Yeah, outstanding like especially like when they made their playoff run to the title like i'll still go back and watch those every <laughs> once in a while just because like they're like damn near many movies especially once they get to the finals um but like it shows a lot of the behind the scenes like kind of interactions between players and coaches and training staff and like it gives you a real good look at like the or- the on-court organization of it um and like you see these people it's not you know it's not a reality tv show but like you kind of mm-hmm. some of these people are like characters that you can kind of track through the different videos it's like oh you see pat's uh relationship with like blaine mueller so it, it's yeah. just like I've gotten to know the players and the coaching staff a lot more than I would have just watching the game. So, like, I personally feel like an affinity for these people that I, that I get to see and that I root for on the court, and it, it strengthens my fandom. Is what I'm trying to say. And like, so yeah, Bud losing his job is tough, but then it's like thinking about all these assistants and mm-hmm. support staff and training staff and. Like the, the relationships that they built with the players, it's like, damn, that sucks. Like when Dante got traded, it was like, damn, I know he was really looking forward to playing with yep. George Hill again. Like he was super excited. It is, it's on that level where it's like, as people, this kind of sucks. It's, it's sports, it's the business of it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But again, like that, it also shows like that the Bucks have prioritized like bringing in good people. Yep. Like aside from Brent Forbes, fuck them. Um, <laughs> 
you don't hear about players current or former like really getting into trouble like that or like they don't bring in like problematic figures aside from the ownership um <laughs> to this organization it's like it's, it makes it a lot easier to root for these guys it's like i would imagine that that doesn't change necessarily but like some change will come because like you're putting a different head at the table right. at the top of the table and from there like the basketball operations will fall yeah we we're going to have a whole summer to track names that are being attached to the team uh see how things are going but if i could ask you bucks fans a question here if you could have one coach give me one block <laughs> if you have one coach and you're like that's who i'm picking to coach the bucks the current status be damned who <laughs> and i say that because who i want <laughs> got a contract <laughs> and we can figure out how to get Ty Lue to be like you know what don't really want to be with the clippers too much longer I would love for Ty Lue to be the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know how likely that is. <laughs> I'd rather have Doc Rivers. I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who I would no, like. That'd be great. Dream for would like. Yeah, like that'd be have. great. That'd be great for the Bucks. Yeah, uh, I agree. Ty Lue is like the top of my list. Because, like, again, what the Bucks have is they have a foundation, they've already built that. I think the defense is set like don't touch that <laughs> but they need a new offensive mind and like that's why yep. i'm kind of like shying away from nick nurse where it's like he doesn't have much of a offensive mind like but but he's yeah it, it just seems like it's <laughs> wilder extremes but it's the same archetype of Budenholzer, which is defense and you know just do whatever you want on, <laughs> on offense right. so unless he's bringing white leonard with him like <laughs> not really moved by what nick nurse can do offensively uh, but Ty Lue has shown not necessarily to the extent that Spo has, but like he's been able to adapt to the yep. rosters that he's had to kind of maximize what they can do offensively. Um, and just giving him the baseline of the Bucks already established defense. He could like do something maybe, with that. You know, like bringing Brooke, bringing Brooke back, hopefully. Like that's, there's a level of his offense that wasn't really tapped into like to his extreme, like as much as they could have been under Bud because he had to be used so much as his facer for Giannis. So if they can find somebody to kind of unlock the offense, like that's my number one thing. I not agree. being able to find that or Ty Lue not being able to come onto the market, I'm fine with continuity. So like if they just want to elevate Charles Lee, I'm cool with that. I don't know if I want to do that. Like if, if we're saying Bud's message was stale, I don't, again, I don't know what Charles Lee, his thing is going to be. But I don't know. I don't think that I want an assistant who was already on. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm not as excited about that prospect. And I honestly think that if Charles Lee could get a head coaching gig somewhere like Detroit, mm-hmm. where you can kind of have time to grow, where the expectations aren't as high as they would be in Milwaukee, because putting a first time head coach in a position where it's like we expect to win a championship, mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to ask for. Mm-hmm. So like. Again, from watching All Access and learning more about the team and the coaches, I want Charles Lee to succeed. Like, I wanted Darvin Ham to succeed. So, like, I'm happy the Lakers are. Oh, they shit, they did that to Darvin. Doing something well. Exactly. And that's hard to walk into. He almost, it was points in the season. People were like, I don't know if Darvin's yeah, going to be it. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want that for Charles Lee. Like, I would rather him go to a place where he can grow and develop something on his own. And again, I don't know if we need another, if thing we're saying is that the Bucks are getting tired of that same voice. I'm not sure how different Charles Lee's voice is going to be from what Bud 
uh, put forth. Mm-hmm. Just playing devil's advocate and going the opposite of the extreme. If we've been talking about coaches with well with good defense, but the offense has kind of been shaky. Why not a coach that has you know the offensive pedigree? So who are you talking about? Oh, you talking about Mike? D'Antoni. D'Antoni. D'Antoni? Yeah. Or I like uh, I D'Antoni. Carlisle's been too far removed though. Carlisle was coaching for the Pacers. If we did say status, I did say status. Yeah. So like, if you want to go the other way, and we and we worried about our offense more so than our defense because we have the defensive players in place. You just have to kind of put them in their spot. So I wonder what Dan Tony would do with this roster. Boy, they be running. Yeah, they, 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 they got to run. They're going to average 150. They're going to average 150 zero defense. Charles Lee would be fun in Orlando, uh, Mark. I would agree with that. I mean, Jamal Mosley. It'd be a fun team to watch. Yeah, Dan I like Tony. Jamal Mosley as well, but. Uh, uh, just, yeah. No, I just, like, I don't, I get where you're coming from with Dan Tony, but, like, so much of that is he has to have a point guard. And when like, you think one. about the teams that he's been successful with, <laughs> They've all had like ball dominant point guards that can shoot and get everybody else involved. Steve Nash, Chris Paul, mm-hmm. James Harden. The teams where he's not had success, New York, <laughs> LA, <laughs> haven't necessarily had those pieces. And That's I think true. that the Bucks personnel lends itself a little bit more to the LA, New York side of mm-hmm. that equation. Uh, the roster construction yeah. as opposed to Houston or Phoenix. Well, we're going to have a long offseason here as Bucks fans. There's going to be a lot more to talk about. This will not be the first time we talk about the coaching search. It's going to be the last time. <laughs> time. It won't be the last time. That's right. So, all right, moving on. We got some some news of some all-acknowledgement um, teams here. We got the all-defensive team and the all-rookie teams have been named. For all-defensive team, first team, we got Jaron Jackson Jr., Brooke Lopez, Alex Caruso, Evan Mobley, and Drew Holiday. Second team, we got Bam Adebayo, OG Ananobi, Dylan Brooks, Draymond Green, and Derek White. No AD. No Giannis. <laughs> I was I was like I was surprised to not see Giannis on either team. Mm-hmm. Either, but team. I wasn't upset. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I take you I over Bam. Been, I would have been more upset if Brooke or Drew didn't make it than okay. I am with Giannis not making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if any of the bucks were going to be left off, like I was fine with it being Giannis, mm-hmm. partially because like I know he's going to get his recognition in a million other ways. So I wanted to make sure that Brook and Drew yeah. got their due. Um, but also, I think like we've had that conversation number of times where it's like, how do you rank the Bucks defenders? Mm-hmm. And I think we, you know, in levels of importance and level of skill and level of uh, you know role or whatever, like. I think Giannis came in the bottom of the three, but like that's not a knock on Giannis. It's just like to right. the greatness of the other three. So mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> I probably would have had him above Ananobi. Ananobi for sure. That's who I would probably Draymond. Um, but would've... also, like I don't think that he was necessarily as dominant defensively as he has been the last couple years, which is you know like. <laughs> Defensive player of the year level defense, so like that's a high bar to clear. But like, I can get it if somebody look at it and be like, "Oh, he took kind of a step back on defense this year." Yeah. yeah. Also, I can understand why AD like bro be taking games off. He missed. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he was injured. Yeah, he was so, like, so, you know. Plus, he played most of his minutes at center this year, and you got Brooke, who's a lot for first team, and then it's like Nick Claxton, Bam Adebayo. Uh, Joel and B like center is stacked at defense. Yeah. yeah, that's the hard part. I get it. I guess I have to cape for more guy. No, I feel it. I feel it. 
what Mark said, Giannis is all NBA, leaving him off of all defenses. Okay, yeah. Like Eric said, yeah. he'll get his accolades. He'll get his accolades. That's big facts. That's big facts. And then we have our all rookie teams. First team: Paolo Bancaro, Walker Kessler, Jalen Williams, Keegan Murray, and Benedict uh, Matherin. I do want to also say, rookie team selections are not by position. It's just picking five for each rookies. team. Second team: Jalen Duran, Tari Eason. Jay Nivey, Jabari Smith Jr., and Jeremy Sohan. I don't Mark feel like Jabari had that type of season, bro. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like Jabari had a, a all-rookie second-team type season, bro. Who would I, I mean, bro, do you know how low that bar is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like... He's saying still. He don't think like, he cleared it, I was, I was rooting for him, so I was really paying attention for him, like, to him this year. Like, mm-hmm. Paolo, he was just cooking. Clearly, yeah. yeah. Like, the first team is first team. Mm-hmm. And then Durant, Durant, not Durant. Yeah, Durant had a pretty good year. Williams, for show sure, towards the end of the second half of the season, like, just start cooking. But Jabari? I mean, like, I he, mean, he did finish strong. Like, I think his last month, month and a half, two months. Like, especially, like, after the, the trade deadline and after All-Star, like, he kind of went on a run where he had, like, a string of 20-point games. He started shooting the ball a lot better. Like it depends on how you wait, like the end of the season versus like how terrible he was to begin the year. That's a lot um, of bad work. Because <laughs> I mean, if you look at Benedict uh, Matherin, like he started off really hot, then like the middle of the season he was not good. Yeah. And then he got hot. And again. then he got hot for the last like seven, six games of the season. So like you know, it's first of all, rookie seasons are difficult. They go up and down. But if you take off Jabari Smith Jr., I don't know who you would put in his spot. Like who? What rookie had a better season that's not on this list than Jabari Smith Jr.? Name them all. I guess, bro. You know, I guess. Like Eric said, not, the bar ain't super high, but hey, I saw. I think Marjon had a vote. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like it's like the the number three pick in the draft is second team all defense. Like, I mean, second team all rookie. Like, that's already kind of <laughs> yeah. You know, leaving them off completely is barely. There's barely a difference between the two. Like a, t- a top three pick should be first team with a bullet. So, yeah, number two went there because he was hurt. I'm looking forward to seeing what Chet do next year. Boy, can't I can't wait, wait to watch him move. I can't wait. I cannot mm-hmm. wait. Boy, if motherfucking uh, Thunder randomly falling. No, they can't. They can't. They made the playoffs. Play in. They're playing. Oh wait, shit. They got a million picks though. So one of them picks could fall into that motherfucker. I think they might only have one this year. How? And then multiple next year and the years after. Because yeah. they traded, they made some trades last year mm. to get like Jalen Williams and move up for that's true. Their other All right. Well, shout out to the gentleman who made Congrats. these uh, these accolade teams. We're gonna end the episode this week talking about WWE backlash that took place this past weekend in Puerto Rico. Jambea! ah, that shit was cracking. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that shit all day. <laughs> so. For all three of y'all, did you watch the whole pay-per-view? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For someone who didn't watch the whole thing, me, would you recommend going back to watch this pay-per-view? Yes. Yes. Wait, yeah, I would. Sorry, yeah. not pay-per-view, live event. Yes. Yes, yes. I would. Like, the, the, whole from, 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 the whole card was good. The whole card was pretty good. Yeah, I'll say watch Like, the they, they really did a good... The, hell, like the, the damn tag team match was the one that we really didn't get. But shit, the Cody match was really the lowest one on the card, to be fair. Like, the tag team match was even... The tag team match and Cody match was about on par. Everybody else really did put on a show. Mm-hmm. 
I agree with that. Like the women's title match, mm-hmm. even Zelina Vega put on a good enough match. To, like I we think, knew she wasn't winning, but she put on a good match still. I think it was her her anchors well, she and her being the the, uh, the, the flip flop. I don't know the name, yeah, but so like I think that the crowd definitely takes what would have been maybe like a mid pay B plus pay per view and makes mm-hmm. it into an AA plus. Like yeah. the crowd and the environment that they were in, like just lit. The wrestlers matched the environment, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. They matched the energy. Like yeah. they were hot the entire time. Again, like we we were saying, like the. the Six man tag match or whatever, like that was kind of like a come down off of the Bad Bunny match, but even that was still like it was a good it was a good wrestling match. It just mm-hmm. after the roller coaster of emotions that you were on, <laughs> like, okay, I need to chill. <laughs> the the wrestlers like, hey, we need to chill a little bit. The crowd was like, okay, we need to chill a little bit. Um, but it was still like it was still entertaining. Like there were still parts of it, especially like from a storytelling perspective, mm-hmm. um, like the stuff going on within the bloodline, like that. It pushed that story forward. Yeah, so still, yeah it did. That is worth a watch. And like the Cody Brock match, like that sets up what they're going to do next too. So like again, like it it tells a story, even if it's not like the spot fest that again the Bad Bunny match was, or if it isn't like the home crowd like really cheering on Celine Vega, or really cheering against Bianca Belair. Boy, they hated her at first. <laughs> Big boos, boo! Like damn, that's how y'all feel. I like um, Sky though. I like her. EO put on the best match yeah. in her her main roster mm-hmm. career. career. Yeah, she that was that was a damn good match. Yeah, the only matches I saw was that six man tag match and then Cody and Brock. And when Brock got busted open, I was like, oh, he bleeding, bleeding. Yeah, like it's like man, leaking. Like it was on like Cody's chest. It was like it was everywhere. It was, was like just, old. That was old school. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's been so long since I've seen blood like this. I was like, Damn! So you missed you missed the best matches. I was, uh-huh. I was yeah. I, was, I, know, I was, know, I know. I understand. I understand. But I was just like, those are the ones you tuned into. I can understand why you like. Oh. No, I was just asking. Like, is it worth going back to watch? Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah for yeah, sure. And I saw Bad Bunny's entrance, but I didn't see the that match. shit was lit. That might be a top five wrestling entrance. <laughs> yeah, that and I've he never picked seen. the perfect song yeah. too. Like it yeah. was lit, bro. Because you've been coming out to Booker T. Yeah, I know that crowd. Singing every word they was, and they showed every, the audience. And the, the audience dream, was yeah, the beat dropped. I was like, dog, this is lit as shit in here right now." I had never heard that song before in my life. I ran my, so I'm quickly too. I got like, put on. What is this? And the shit out of it, nonstop. Yeah. I got put on to Bad Bunny. I was at a friend of mine's uh, birthday party. Mm. He and makes good music. They, you know, in the back, they just had music playing, mm. and there was a lot of reggaeton uh, music playing and whatnot. And bad, every Bad Bunny song, I'm like, hey. Slap. Anybody that was Bad Bunny, and then like a couple songs playing. I'm like, hey, who who is this? That's Bad Bunny. I'm like, Slap. I went home that night and I went to go to his essential playlist. And I'm like, let me just yeah. let it ride. See what he on. Dog, he got so no bunny code. Many yeah. bunny code. hits, and I don't know what he be saying, but it, no, I don't need to. <laughs> Not a damn. I don't need like. It's, so is he Puerto Rican Drake? Yep. He's the He's, number one artist yeah. in the world. Not the city, the, the world, world. Craig. <laughs> like I was, I, I, I've said it before. Like a lot of people, be like okay, no, I don't. Bro, suck. He ain't got a good song at all. I'm like, listen. Who? But they say bad bunny. They, suck? they just oh. say that about people in general. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't mess with Drake. Drake ain't got a good song. I don't mess with Jay. Jay ain't got a good. Like, there's a reason these cats are number one artists <laughs> in yeah. the world. Mm. Just because you don't fuck with them, don't mean they're not good. Yeah. He puts on good matches, bro. He, that's the third match in a row that yeah. he didn't put on like 
holy shit, exactly. I really, from start to finish, Bad Bunny truly, in, this is sports wrestling entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> like, he for real like that dude. Like, he him for real. Mm-hmm. Like, like musically in in the ring, like, yo, he... He, Bunny is not... I got put on the Bunny Heavy in Miami. Oh, Same oh, thing yeah, with Camille. I, I was out, and I was like, oh, this shit slap. Who is that? Oh, they was like, that's Bunny. I was like, oh, oh, I fuck with Bad Bunny, okay. Jake, oh, who the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Bunny. I was like, hey, keep playing Bunny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> keep the keep Bunny going. Because, <laughs> bro, is, he is nice, dog. Yeah, like, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny him. So, apparently, TikTok again. The reason why they matched, it was supposed to be the co-main event, but there was the in-between match, and his one of the last matches because Triple, no, Canelo was fighting on Saturday, too. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to have the Latin community, in essence, split their views between oh, trying okay. to watch him or yeah, Canelo's. So okay. his match came on before the Canelo fight in time because he wanted to watch it, too. Yeah. In time for him and everybody else to so tune over yeah, yeah. and watch Canelo fight after that. Oh, I was like, you know, that's that's what's up. I see that, bro. I, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. You put but if they would have, if they was able to end the pay per view like that, though, it would have been a great ending. That's how I think Dude. that should have been the main. Yeah, thing. It like, been. that would have been a perfect way to end the on the shoulders of the LWO event. and everything like yeah. that. Motherfuckers, that's chair. what I'm saying. Like that would have been a perfect way to end it. Roll credits. That's gonna be my alternate kickball song. <laughs> <laughs> Well, definitely. I'm just that Carlito came back, but like one thing, like when all those like Puerto Rican wrestlers and Latino wrestlers were coming out, I'm just like, damn, I'm kind of jealous because like there's no environment where it's like we could have that, like for Black folks. Where it's just, oh yeah, like, damn, here come Booker, like here come Kobe, here come Booker, here come we're damn, the... Black wrestler from <laughs> the past. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, it's a home crowd. Everybody's there. Like, they got to be in the MCU. We got to be in Wakanda. That's the only, <laughs> way. That's the only way we can. That's the only way we'd be able to do it. <laughs> Damn, now I got to. That's probably going to be a side project. I'm going to look up where all the black wrestlers are from. <laughs> they probably all over the goddamn place. I was thinking Houston and Atlanta, but I'm like, oh, maybe everybody not from there. Because Bianca's from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the thing. Like, we all spread out. Like, yeah. it's not like a, a hub. <laughs> a black wrestling hub <laughs> no there's not one of those okay well I'll check it out but I'm, I'm glad that they got that experience mm-hmm. and they really took advantage of it because Boy. Like that crowd is probably one of the best crowds I've seen to be fair the London crowds the UK crowds have been hot too like when they've had them over there uh, hell even the Saudi crowds have been hot <laughs> like the international crowds for WWE have been hot mm-hmm. So it's been allowing them to, when they put on these pay-per-views and put on, well, not pay-per-view, put on these live events, put on these shows Mm -hmm. to, and they do have, you don't have to be just from London. You can be just from Europe. You got a bunch of European wrestlers. Mm -hmm. You can just be from the Middle East. We got a bunch of Middle Eastern wrestlers. (laughs) But we don't have, like you said, we don't have that spot where... Everybody can come and we just, you know. Yeah. yeah. Now you say that. that. I'm kind of sad now. <laughs> now that you said that, I'm kind of sad now. Like, damn, we don't. That would be dope, though. We ain't got that. We can go to Boston Everything and have all Everything black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Uh, That's true. Mm. Maybe Chicago. Well, well I had to be down south somewhere. I had to be like Atlanta or something like that down south. Hmm. But anywho, it was, it was again, fan freaking tastic pay-per-view yeah i'd give it all five phalanges <laughs> make sure that it's all good man no. like it was it was good i, I thoroughly enjoyed it i give it a four why well, because no cody won 
that. He, man. Yeah, he got that. Exactly. Note. He got what? Like, y'all see what he did to Brock Face though? Yeah, well, well, yeah he did. Brock Face because that day <laughs> he Dumb. threw his face. He into hit that, that turnbuckle hard though. He really did. Like immediately. So as he blood. got up and he was, I was like, God, damn. He didn't even get a chance to kind of sit up. <laughs> yeah, he just he just started gushing out. I was like, damn. damn. <laughs> but did y'all see him on Raw yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know he's seen him. Black, black eye. eyes, issues in his forehead, busted lip. Well, he came out trying. He, he he be beating the brakes yeah. off of Cody. Bro, again, I said it last month before when they when their angle had started. I do not want to be in a program with Brock chasing me for a month. No, bro. He's not holding no like, punches. My, yeah, exactly. Bro. I was he like, ain't oh, holding shit Cody back. Cody just came back from injury, bro. He finna be hurt again. Well, punch you in the back. Fuck, <laughs> fucking with Brock Lesnar, bro. You? Hey, I love his shirt though. When it said "country ass whooping," yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big boy, bro. Country he, ass whooping. He ain't pulling no punches, bro. He finna hit you with all his might with his kendo, the whole shebanga bang. So, it's, it's crazy. But did you enjoy? I it? think, uh, yeah, can't, uh, Tim. I think you got a or one of y'all got to blow the whistle. Um, yeah, I do. Ah. All right, now that's enough out of you. You know what? Tease ass up. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, it's gonna be quick. Um, if you guys haven't heard, um, Bob Huggins, the um, head coach for West Virginia mm-hmm. um, basketball team, um, was on a hot mic. Um, he was on public radio. Gave <laughs> um, a live mic. Yeah, and he um, used the F word. Um, anti, ah, anti-gay slur. Boy, you know this ain't the nineties. Not, not just once. Use it twice, huh? Uh, I just said, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. twice. And we said the F word. What, I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. Is, and what he said that every other word. And, and what they did like, oh, was oh, instead no, no, no. of instead of the host correcting him, they proceeded to laugh. Oh, let him like lean into the shit. Like all of, I'm talking about, they was like like crying, laughing over it. Kept saying it. So I understand that there are a few words that you don't know. Like, is this offensive? Or will someone be offended if I say this word? You know that. That is. word is on the <laughs> note. That's the that's the top five it was words when they was letting it fly in. Exactly. That you <laughs> never should use, especially like you should never use it at all. So, but for you to be like the face of a prestigious organization, university, as just you just went to a final four a few years ago. Like you're you're a legendary coach. Mm-hmm. But for you to make such a senseless, like, dumb mistake, first of all, it shouldn't. Why is it in your vocabulary in the first place? He was, hey, he old. It's that ain't no excuses for that. Like you have, it's you, when you have that title and you know, we we pod, and we not go slip up. That's him walking around saying like nigga all day. <laughs> if, he, hey, if he says that, he says E R E R too. Nah. He has that in his vocabulary too. The ground. I just see it. I don't. I just got to say it around his black players. Yeah. And I just have to blow the whistle. Just and then another thing too is that's like it's the factuation with, like, the whole situation with like trans and all of this stuff is just kind of ridiculous too. At the point, like everyone's fascinated with it, and like everyone feels like they have to make a comment about it, mm-hmm. or someone feels like, or if you see it, everyone wants to be like, oh, they're forcing it on us. Like, no, like, just chill. All I ask you to do is just like accept them as people. Like, exactly. Like it's not that hard, bro. It's really not that hard. Like y'all making everything way more difficult than it has to be. No, it's like if you, whatever. Exactly, but if Bob Hawkins sexuality isn't for you. Don't be gay. Like that's that should be the end of. Exactly. Like, like that don't. It has nothing to do with you. 
So just leave it alone. But yeah, that's an absolute dumb move, man. Yeah, like was. I said, if one, that's literally on the list of words that you know you cannot use. You go for it. Fucking for fact. Any situation you can't use that, especially not on a hot mic, on the public radio. As the head coach of Let the, them fly. As the head coach of the <laughs> University of But you know, for some people, that's mm-hmm. that's the allure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the, the allure is like I'm not allowed like white men rule the world. So mm-hmm. like you tell white men they can't do something. That just make them want to do it more. Yeah, or like they feel like a victim because like they can't just do what they want to do. They want to censor me. Not censor me. My dad used to say that. But yeah, he definitely gets all my blow to whistle. Fuck him. I got a, I got a, a a piggyback blow to whistle. So, Glenn Coopier from NBC Sports. Who? He appears to be a baseball commentator. He has to oh, issue yeah, okay. an on-air apology. Oh, yeah. Uh, hopefully this works. Dim and Arthur Bryant's barbecue. Wait, wait, wait. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum and Arthur Bryant's barbecue. We had a phenomenal like how, how like that ain't nowhere in the oh. name. Negro League. That's E R too. The, the growling type. Hard that was hard year. That was Southern ER, bro. That had every hint of racism on it, bro. Co-host is just sitting there nodding. And he was like <laughs> p- p- pounding his chest this shit. I'm like this. We dude. had a great time. He knew hey, you see when he apologized, dude went there though, bro. He's nope. like, nigga, you fuck up out of here. Fuck like, up. Exactly, bro. I ain't gonna stand next to this fool. I just need to uh Make a public announcement. Uh, said something I may have not have meant to say. All right, Papa John, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they tricked me. <laughs> they just slipped up. It took me a year to get it out of my vocabulary. I had to with the educational classes about how to unlearn it from my vocabulary. I had to go up. to therapy to stop saying nigger. Shut up. <laughs> He's a liar. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I the Django. <laughs> he was Leo off of the Django out here, bro. Like, relax. Mm-mm. But yeah, that's yeah. That was wild. Jesus Christ. Oh, and, and it happens so much now. Like, you hear somebody slipping up just saying it words. Like, why, bro? That, uh, the like you, I slip too. up like that, bro. Like you say it on a regular basis, bro. <laughs> I don't care. Like you say it on a regular basis. That's fair. Man, yeah, I fuck him. At least it's hard ER. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, nah. Like you said, if you slip up, you know, you saying that shit on a regular basis. Bro. Exactly. Like, ain't no way in hell. Ain't no I, way. I can guarantee you the word that Bob Huggins used will never slip out of my mouth because I don't Exactly. I would never even think of this. Use that, bro. Like, that. It would never slip out. That's wild. That it doesn't make and sense. To man. be fair, like full disclosure, like when we were in high school, like that was just what you called people. Exactly. Like, As a joke, yeah. Weird. But then you learn, and you're like, he was okay. like, oh, I would never use that again. Right. Like, I, and it's not a problem. Like, I had exactly. no problem. I had no. Hey, know, don't use no that again. Right. Word. Like, exactly. I was like, oh my god, I can't say the, my favorite word. Exactly. Like, no. It's like, oh, I'm, all right. It's at the top of my it's vocabulary. Like, that, offends people. <laughs> that offends people. That makes people feel bad. I'm not going to use it. Like, exactly. Yeah. I'm done. It's easy. That's because you're just telling them what to do. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, like that shows that you know, changing your behavior has to be internal. Like it can't be forced upon you because. Yeah. Or reject it. So you, the change got to come from within. 
But anyway, that I guess that's our uh, our, our our message of the week. For sure. Yeah, indeed. Be hey, kind to each other, man. Shit. Be kind to each other. Talk to me nice, bro. Also, hate is a very strong word. Truly, like it is a very very strong word. And as much as you may dislike somebody, if you hate someone hate means you absolutely despise every fabric of their being bro like hate is such a strong word be it, careful how you use it exactly. it takes too much energy to hate it's a it lot really of does. energy to why hate. would you while you life is too short for you to be sitting around just hating <laughs> just, we just hating on every playoff team hey well we talking about a different type of hate all right, all right, that's a light hate you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's that light that work. the real. That's that light work hate. That, right, you don't really truly hate them. You just yeah. don't like them in the moment. But later on, you may have something where you, but hey, no, no. When you hate something, yeah. you like it's, never like it. Yeah, exactly. It's people waking up like ah, first word out their mouth, n word. Like, come on. <laughs> Is that person you and uh, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to start the day off with a good day. Mm-hmm. Now we sleep like. And y'all, I'm being dead honest. I'm trying to stop using the word. I haven't used it much this se- this I this season. This season, this season. <laughs> my guy, it's only been like four. This season, four five <laughs> weeks in the season. Like, we ain't been in spring that long. Spring only lasts like six uh, weeks here. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm doing better, man. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> Said I ain't used it all uh, WNBA season. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, I guess that's it. That's it was all. fun. Thank you guys yeah, for joining man. us. Um, Camille had to step out. So if you want to follow her on social media, find her at C. Wait a minute. L- C A M I L E M O N A E. Um, because what platforms? The platforms are PSN, mm-hmm. IG, mm-hmm. Twitter, and these Hogwarts go. streets. <laughs> the Hogwarts streets and the PSC streets aren't the same thing. I mean, cause she be on two K. Oh yeah. Oh, right. She be cooking too. God dang. <laughs> she be cooking. We just be giving it the ball. Hey, bro, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> So she y'all book her and shit? Dude, some since some games, bro, she just we I just can't help but laugh. You can hear me in the damn videos that she be posting up like, dog, god damn <laughs> I just can't help but laugh. Dude. Uh, but my uh oh my name ain't up on here. I, it ain't I put it in when Who I, is you? Yeah, Who the fool? I put her on Twitter. Who the I'll fool? Look, I'll point to it and be like, hey, right here. That's right all you there. get. Um, everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. Um, Kharis216 on Twitter and Snapchat. And it's your boy, T I M K I N Z, the number three at Sizzin Me. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. We'll holler at y'all later, bro. Hey, these brewers need to get their shit together, by the way. They're down 6 nothing in the Dodgers, bro. What the fuck is going on here? They were doing so good. They still so they went out west. They they still doing good, but they feel a, a little bit. And we out, folks. We appreciate y'all for fucking with us. We love y'all. Tell your friends to tell a friend to tell a friend. Exactly. Y'all be safe out here. I do like this. I did like this motherfucking. Uh...
instrument. Oh, yeah. Five. Yeah, bro. That one, that one bad. You know, drop, a, drop a little verse or two. I think it was a game three or four. Uh, Grand Waves got curb stomp. Yeah, I seen that. Joel <laughs> just he just kind of boop hit him with the Mario head bop. Dog. <laughs> I just want to know what was going through Grant Williams' head. I bet he was like, yo, what the fuck is going <laughs> this on? Just step on this nigga stepped on my whole head, bro. What the fuck? What is going on? I'm gonna eject this motherfucker, goddamn. <laughs> 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 was that Draymond? <laughs> <laughs>